You found it. No nonsense. No scripts. Real people on real issues. Hard hitting and action packed with logic, reason, and common sense. Everything you need and everything you've been looking for in a podcast. This is Dynamic Independence with Johnny Anderson, Bruce Adams, Marty Foster, and GP. Welcome to it. Due to circumstances beyond our control, we were not here yesterday. And we do apologize for that. But we had a fantastic rerun to put out there for everybody. But rest assured, we're back today. Bruce, how are you? Healthy and alive, yeah. Yourself? I'm okay. Today was one of those days where it was... It's... It started out, the sun was up, and then it was cloudy, and then the rain started, and then the sun was out, and then the rain came, and then the sun was out again, and then it was kind of cloudy, and then it got cold. I, I don't know. Yeah. It's akin to what I would consider to be like uh, the swing season in, uh, in the mid-Ohio Valley. Yeah, I kind of can relate, because here last night we had really high winds, really probably 80 mile an hour gusts or so. Somewhere, somewhere in that range. Not uncommon here, but high winds. And then um, it, it blew in a front that, like, it had a lot of energy, but moved quick. Came through and did some a uh, bit of rain, and then cleared up again. A lot of wind coming from the south is basically what it was. We got two fronts kind of merged. You know, you know how the Arctic front, and you got the the, the, uh-huh. the fronts coming out of the south down there, and kind of uh-huh. clashing with each other. Yeah, that's kind of what's going on right now, and we're right in the middle of it. So. Well, it is Oklahoma. You are right smack dab in the center of Tornado Alley. So that makes perfect sense that you would get. As a matter of fact, there was a tornado that, that supposedly was uh, whipping down through there. Or there was a watch for one a couple of days ago. Yeah. 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 We we had um, warnings, watches, sirens went off, all kinds of stuff. Last night, I don't know uh, if there was one. I slept through it. So. Well, that's usually what you do there. You just kind of you, you chain yeah. yourself to the to the bed. That way you don't blow away in the middle of the night. So, I mean, that's that's what yeah. you do in Oklahoma, that's, right? Yeah. Unless it's an F5, in which case you're the entire house foundation and everything is going to get ripped up. So I was going to say that would be uh, that'd be another day that we would do probably a rebroadcast because due to circumstances beyond our control, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we would not be able to um, to produce anything for you. But anyway, OK, yeah. uh, right into it. Have you heard about this BLM supporting couple that was arrested for allegedly trying to sell U.S. nuclear secrets? Yeah. So I'm not sure if this is um, them trying to scapegoat. So looking at the story and looking at how this went down, um, this looks like another one of those, well, Gretchen Whitmer kidnapping stories, because everything that went down with this, the FBI was involved in, like. The, the idea for this guy to go and sell the secrets to uh, a foreign government started with the FBI, like the FBI started that idea. And then they kind of rolled rolled with that and did like some dead drops and did, uh, you know, some of some of those kind of things. Maybe they were just hungry. But it was because they were doing dead drops with peanut well, butter sandwiches. They, they were doing dead drops. But it, it uh, basically what I'm getting at is um, it feels like this is another staged one. This feels mm-hmm. like, or or not really staged, but this really happened. But it was, uh, w- w- what's the word when the um, uh, law enforcement uh, entrapment? There you go. Entrapment. That, that's the word yeah. I was looking for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what this looks like. You know, 
I've always heard that the FBI can indict a ham sandwich. In this case, they indicted a peanut butter sandwich. That 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 is true. They were they were hiding flash drives inside of band-aid packaging, like the the sealing, uh, or, or you know, so they sealed it in inside the band-aid wrapper and then put that inside of the a half of a peanut butter sandwich and then left that at a dead drop. So this guy, uh, Jonathan Tobe, I think is his name, or to Tobe or whatever. Uh, anyway, Tobe, mm -hmm. something like that. He had top secret uh, security clearance as well as active Q clearance from the U.S. Department of Energy. He loaded restricted data onto SD cards and concealed them in a half peanut butter sandwich using a Band-Aid wrapper and a chewing gum package. And then he, what, like, what, what, how, how creative can you get? Right? How, how how creative can you get? Uh, he then left the sandwiches at drop points in West Virginia, South Central Pennsylvania, and Eastern Virginia. Boy, he really got around, didn't he? He thought he was selling the data to a representative of a foreign power who actually was an undercover FBI agent. Huh. Do, do you mean it's possible? What you're insinuating, Bruce, is it's possible that the FBI could have set this guy up on purpose? Yeah. Yeah, That that that's kind of kind of what it feels like to uh -huh. me. Um, you know... I, I yeah. looked at I looked at the uh, the chain of events. So this happens, right? And we know they want to purge the military anyway, right? We and we also know that there's another war that they're fighting along with the banking cartel. They're fighting the cryptocurrency market. The CEO of J.P. Morgan came out a few days ago and said, "Nah, we're not worried about uh, Bitcoin. If you own Bitcoin, it's going to go to zero soon because the government's going to seize it and they're going to regulate cryptocurrencies." Huh? Okay. Well. It just so happens that this guy here, according to the complaint on April 1st of 2020, Jonathan sent a package to a foreign government with a sample of restricted data and instructions on uh, and instructions on how to buy more. Uh, all you have to do is just go to 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue or actually the Eisenhower building in the auditorium across the street. And you can cuff up a guy named uh, Joe Biden, Joseph Robinette, Robinette. Biden. Yeah, yep. you can cuff him up for selling our stealth technology for our nuclear submarines to the Chinese. You can actually do that if you really want to get somebody and aircraft. If you really want to get somebody, then I would go there. Also, you could probably go to Lockheed. I think was it Lockheed. They uh, they were trying to outsource mm. stealth tech of our F-35s to China. I don't know. I don't think it was a big name like that. It was another big name, but it was, it's not like a household known Lockheed or any of those. It was I thought it was another one that did contracting with them Northrop or something like that. It might have been Northrop. Yeah, could have been. Anyway, it was one of those. Offhand, it, anyway. it was one of those. It, it was one of those contractors that that decided that they were going to uh, outsource part of that stealth technology to the Chinese to save money. And what do you think they did anyway? Uh, he continued communicating for several months with someone he thought was a representative of the foreign government and came to an agreement with the undercover FBI agent to sell restricted data in exchange for thousands of dollars in the cryptocurrency Monero. Uh-huh. Now we're getting somewhere. Now we're getting somewhere. He wanted Monero. Why would he want Monero? Monero's the only cryptocurrency, the only one. I don't care what they they come out and they they run in the hit or in the mainstream media about hit pieces and this and that about uh, cryptocurrency is uh, currency of kidnappers and terrorists and uh, and thieves and criminals and all the rest of it. It's not. It is not. That is a complete lie. Cryptocurrencies are transparent already. You can get the information about the transactions on them. They're out there for you to look at. They're not a secret. Monero, however, is a private cryptocurrency. That well, one is designed uh, with privacy in mind. 
I should I should point point out there's a slight caveat. You can see the transactions, but you don't know who's doing the transa- transaction, where like who it's going to, and all that kind of stuff. So well, that's, you do that's see good. them, but you don't have any yeah. names tied. Yeah, I should emphasize that's the point. That's the whole idea is that a marketplace, a, a new currency marketplace, has emerged through the free market. It has emerged, and it's now taking over everything that these long-held institutions hold near and dear. That's how they're able to control people, is through the supply of currency and issuance of credit. That's how the central banking establishment's been able to do it for hundreds and hundreds of years. They don't have that control anymore. They're losing it. Just like the tech companies, they're losing control of the narratives. So they're having to come out now and say, well, we need to regulate the entire internet because they're losing. It's the same thing with the climate initiative. They're losing. So they have to force you to take everything. They can't create a good product. They can't create a working product as far as I'm concerned. We'll talk about some of that stuff today. So they have to do something in order to stay relevant. They have to shut down all opposition. It's just like the uh, the Facebook whistleblower, you know, the, uh, the supposed whistleblower, whatever her name is, Hagen or whatever. <laughs> yeah. It's just like her. She says, oh, we need to regulate the internet. No, what you really want to do is you want to shut down all competition so you're the only game left in town. It's like what Amazon wants to do. But Amazon still operates within the free market as much as I don't like it. He has built a successful company, Bezos has. He actually has. And he's been able to do that by selling his products and services for pennies above what it actually costs. And so as a result, he's been able to create his own logistical supply lines and cut everybody else out of the business. You notice that DHL and uh, and FedEx and UPS, they used to carry a majority, if not all, of the Amazon packages. Now Amazon deliver their own for the most part. They don't need them anymore. So you got to give credit where credit's due. Anyway. Yeah. OK. So this guy, you know, the, I, I see holes in this story. I, I do. You all of a sudden have this guy who's uh, throwing uh, SD cards in peanut butter sandwiches across three states. And then he just so happens to be a BLM supporter. And he wants uh, he wants all the money in cryptocurrency. I mean, that that just targets everything that they want to target. Yeah. Uh, oh, and by the way, the uh, the couple, because it was both of them that were involved. It's a white couple. That is another thing that target you know, they want to target. The whole thing, look, the, the guy selling, trying to sell that stuff is bad. Don't get me wrong, right? That That is a big deal. Other other nations don't have the small nuclear reactor technology that we do for uh, our nuclear submarines. I mean, we, we have a handful of countries like France, Germany does, uh, Australia, UK, you know, some of the, the, Japan. the bigger known, quote unquote, allies or, you know, they, J- they, they have it. Japan. And now Australia will have Japan, it. Japan. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, with the, too, yeah, with that deal that they uh, they they did with us that pissed off France because it was a multi billion dollar deal that well, Biden no, see, didn't know anything he, about. He didn't know anything way. about it. No, he didn't know anything about it. He was yeah. he he was too busy uh, focused on other things. He he didn't know anything about it. Yeah, like ice cream or sniffing yeah. little kids or yeah, something. That, yeah, yeah mm-hmm. usually that stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bruce, mm-hmm. do you know what the COP twenty six is? No. The COP26, I actually had, I had to look it up myself. The COP26 is the uh, climate change conference for the United Nations, and 26 nations lead that climate change conference and attend. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 See, they don't actually mm. call it for the sham organization that it actually is. They call it the COP26. You know, kind of like the G7, the G4, the G3, the G8, the G10, the G20 whatever. It, it means nothing. It means nothing. It, it's a it's a place for tin pot dictators to get together and, and drink 
That's all it is. And for Joe Biden to wander around lost at a beachside pub somewhere in Cornwall. That's what it's designed to do. You got to sit there and look at Boris Johnson, talk about building back something. I don't know, better, butter, bitter, whatever the hell he, he used to batter. Whatever. Right. That was that was uh, that was painful. It was painful. The WHO has said that the climate crisis, the, now see, this is this is our crisis now. The climate crisis is the single biggest health threat facing humanity. It's not COVID anymore. Now it's the climate crisis. The World Health Organization has published a special report in anticipation of the COP26 climate change conference, insisting that burning fossil fuels are killing us. It's oh, killing us. Is it now? Yeah, it's killing us. Mm. Yeah, you know what else is killing us? Um, government. Food. Well, yeah, government. But I'm, I'm being a bit facetious in this one. out of control medical establishment that has bought into yeah. all this, mm -hmm. this nonsense. Mm-hmm. Maybe dihydrogen monoxide. That's another one that's that's killing people. Oh, that is. Uh, we need so to regulate people. that. That is that is killing yeah. so many people. Actually, the Nestle Corporation is working on that. To be fair. Well, see, with dihydrogen monoxide, though, like you can be exposed to very little, like just a drop of it, and within a two week period, you'll die. Oh, so I mean, we we've got to it, it, do something. It, stuff it. is yeah, yeah yeah. We've got to do something. So it's about just that. it's horrible. Yeah. In its report titled The Health Argument for Climate Action, why don't you just call it for what it is? The Argument for Marxism Worldwide. Why don't you just call it that? Because that's what it is. I'm not joking. That's what it is. Oh, it's a crisis. We have to act now. We don't have time. Just like Marxism. Oh, it's a crisis. Mm -hmm. You don't have time to, to think about it. You have to do it. Same thing with the vaccine. You don't have time to think about it. You have, lives are at stake. You have to take action now. Yeah. Yeah, isn't it, isn't it odd that everything that's come up that the left has jumped on board with is a crisis? We have to take action immediately. Uh huh. Every, and if there's everything one is thing, a crisis. Yeah, and if there's one thing that Marxists love to ram home an agenda, it's a crisis. They love to not only respond to a crisis, they love to generate the crisis and then generate the response to it. We seeing any of that? Uh, let no crisis go to waste. Uh huh. The health argument for climate action, the World Health Organization calls climate change the single biggest health threat facing humanity and calls on governments to act to tackle the climate crisis, restore biodiversity and protect health. Easiest way to do that. Get out of the way. Just get out of the way. Let the free market deal with it. Yeah. While no one is safe, I'm quoting here, while no one is safe from the health impacts of climate change, they are disproportionately, there's that word again, disproportionately, they are disproportionately felt by the most vulnerable and disadvantaged. Does that sound like the Green New Deal? It, it sounds very familiar. Yeah. Uh -huh. Disproportionately affected by, you could replace most vulnerable and disadvantaged with frontline and vulnerable communities, couldn't you? Yes, mm -hmm. you could. Yeah. Same group of people that they're referencing. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. To avert catastrophic health impacts, to avert cat... Th these, these are the same people that have caused the worst biological disaster in human history. And they're telling you now how to avert catastrophic health impacts? You couldn't make this up. You, you couldn't make the absurdity of this up. They also say to prevent millions of climate change related deaths, the world must limit temperature rise to one and a half degrees Celsius... Referencing the Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change, the IPCC, that is a joke. That is a joke. That is a sham. The entire, excuse me, the entirety, I, I, need, to, I need to make this bigger than what it is. The entirety of not just the World Health Organization, not just the Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change, not just the, uh, the COP26 and the G's whatever in the hell number they want to pick today. The United Nations as a whole is a joke. It's a sham organization. It's outdated. It needs to be dismantled. All of it needs to go. That's not to leave out the European Union. That's got to go too. You've got to flush all that. 
All that has to go. Everything that we have been put into over the last 20 years has been because of this insane, out-of-control world government project that has failed. And now you're seeing the fruits of that government, that world government project that they're trying to say, oh, well, uh, the reason it's not working is because we didn't have enough of it, so we're going to have more of it. Just like a degenerate gambler, you double down. The climate crisis is upon us, powered by our addiction to fossil fuels. Uh, okay, do you know who said that? The head of the World Health Organization, that uh, Tedros or whatever his name is? the hell does this guy know? Th this guy doesn't know anything. In fact, this fool should be thrown in front of the International Criminal Court if you want to actually give it some legitimacy. Throw him in front of the International Criminal Court for crimes against humanity. And if you don't want to do that, then you can arrest him for overseeing genocide in his native country of Ethiopia before he was appointed head of the World Health Organization. The consequences for our health are real and often devastating. Yeah, right. I'm sure him doing the little handshake here with Xi Jinping... I'm sure that that, uh, you know, look how happy he is. Yeah. He's like leaping towards him with his hand out. You see that? That's a interesting message sending out there to people. How so? The fact that G is just standing there and the, the other one is excited. Who, who is the other one supposed to be? The That's Tedros. UN? That's the head You're of the WHO. Tedros, UN. Yeah. yeah okay. Oh, WHO. Uh, and he's excitedly doing that and kind of, I don't know, it just. It's like he's leaping gingerly over to, to shake his hand. You see that? Yeah. It it, it shows, it, it feels like a subordinate or, or someone that's uh, like someone that's trying to please another uh, is what it, what it comes across as. Someone that's trying to win the affection or attention of, yeah. The World Health Organization knows absolutely nothing about, well, anything really. I haven't seen a single thing come out of that organization through this entire mess. Have you? I haven't seen anything. I haven't seen one single shred of evidence to show that they have been useful in our lifetimes. I haven't seen well, anything involving that. See, people just aren't listening to them, you see, because they've been saying we need to mask up our kids and vaccinate everyone. And, and people just aren't listening. So uh -huh. clearly. Yeah, because yeah, there's been there's been science and data and evidence to support that. This is an organization yeah, yeah. who also appointed an investigator to go to Wuhan, to lead the World Health Organization envoy to Wuhan to investigate the origins of COVID-19, who was the main guy who took the money from Fauci, from Google, from the Hunter Biden firms, and from Facebook and, and all the rest of these companies that are involved with this. They're the ones that sent him over there to investigate the origins of the lab, when in fact he's the one that paid to fund that lab. He was the front man for the shell company to funnel all that money to that lab. And this is an organization we're supposed to listen to. I have to sit here and I have to look at these these frauds, these these scumbags, these these losers. I got to sit here and I got to look at this, seeing some mass murdering piece of garbage up there bowing down, shaking hands with with uh, Xi Jinping. That's disgusting. That's a disgrace. That's a disgrace. They have no place in the world. None. They have no place in the real world. The United States, this is another reason I'm upset with Trump. The United States should have shut down the World Health Organization. It wasn't enough for us to leave. Trump did try to pull us out of there. I'll give him that. Whether that was uh, on paper or whatever, I don't know. Right. The fact is, is that he tried to pull us out of that. That was a true thing. That's something that needed to happen. Not only should the United States have left, all the other nations that are involved in the West should have pulled out as well. 
When you've got the World Health Organization that's compromised by the Chinese Communist Party, why would you even want to be involved in that? You've got China who holds seats on the Human Rights Council at the United Nations. That right there in and of itself shows that it's illegitimate. We don't belong in the World Health Organization. We don't belong in these international uh, bodies or whatever they are. I'm not against world leaders getting together and talking. That has to happen. There should be a forum for that. Absolutely. You have to have a place, especially in the world we live in now, you have to have a place for the world leaders to get together and discuss things. They don't, however, need the ability to legislate. Who appointed any of these people to legislate our way of life to us? Who elected any of these people? The answer is no one. So who put them there? And why in the hell are we listening to them? So the World Health Organization is going to educate us on climate change now. Well, that's okay. That's okay. The UK is getting a new law ready to mandate that home electric vehicle chargers will be shut down during peak hours. Isn't that great? Isn't that great? They're going to build back better by taking away your cars, your petrol power cars. I made mention of this uh, yesterday in the intro, but they're going to take away your petrol power cars. They're going to give you an electric car because they're going to make owning a petrol powered car illegal. Or better yet, if you still own one that you refuse to get rid of, well, there's going to be a tax on that, you see. They'll make the insurance so high that you won't be able to afford it. So you'll have to get rid of it. You won't be able to drive it. It'll be illegal to drive it. Those of you that do what say, a lot of Americans do. Just don't take insurance. Well, that's yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's what we do anyway. Or you take the liability, you know, the 20 bucks a month. <laughs> uh -huh. Uh -huh. Yeah. But uh, anyway, so they're going to take away your petrol power car. They're going to tell you to take an electric car. They're going to pay you taxpayer money to take it. And then they're not going to let you charge it because you're saving the environment. Do you know all you've done with an electric car, all you've done, and I'm sitting here bashing electric cars. I'm going to get to drive one for the next couple of weeks. I'm going to let you know how that goes. Yeah, I get one for a couple of weeks. I'm going to try it out. I looked at it. I took one look at it today and I said, that's a damn golf cart. That's all it is. It's a golf cart. But wait, wait, uh, which uh, which type is it you're driving? This is a uh, it's a Renault something. It's a French one. Uh, it, it's a, uh, it, it's a French. You don't have them in the U.S. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, I'll I'll send you pictures of it. It's it, I'm going to be able to drive it for a couple of weeks. So we'll see. We'll see. Uh, I, I'm not uh, I'm not a fan of electric cars. I think they're garbage. I, I think it's I think it's a sham. It's a joke. Uh, and it does more damage to the environment than uh, th than they actually uh, are supposedly supposed to help. But it's, it's not costing anything and it's there to use. So, uh, yeah, OK, why not? Uh, but I'm not keeping it. I, I'm certainly not keeping it. So. We're going to give you something now that doesn't work. And not only are we going to ensure that you're going to save the environment, we're going to ensure that you can't charge this thing. That's what they're going to do. Electric vehicle owners are starting to unfortunately learn electric or electricity to power your green vehicles has to come from somewhere. Yeah, you're basically taking the emissions that you would normally generate from your petrol power car and you're just moving them somewhere else. That's all you're doing. You're, you're moving them to one other place. Where does electricity come from? Doesn't come from an outlet. I hate to tell you, uh, you, oh, you trendy lefties I thought, that. I thought it was came from the, uh, the, the, the light socket. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I actually, I listened to Boris Johnson several years ago on, uh, on, a, on a UK TV show, and he was talking about electric cars back then. I mean, we're talking like 10, 12 years ago. And the host asked him, I said, what, what, do you, uh, what do you think about cars? He says, well, you know, electric cars, that's the future. That's, that's what it's going to be, electric cars. And he just asked him, he said, where does electricity come from? And he says, well, any idiot knows it comes from a plug socket. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. That's your prime minister of the UK right there. Uh, so you're going to now take one of these cars that you're not going to be able to charge. It's a tough dose of reality that many electric vehicles, uh, vehicle owners in the UK could be facing next year now that the new law has been proposed to switch off electric vehicle chargers at home during peak hours. The law seeks to prevent excessive strain on the grid. Excessive strain on the grid? The UK produces 5% more electricity than they actually use already, and that's before it's overloaded with electric cars. Transport Secretary Grant Shops announced that the proposed law that stipulates that electric vehicle chargers may not function for up to nine hours a day. Uh, That's kind of the time you need to charge them. You, You need about that time. What are you going to charge? You're going to plug them all in overnight. You're going to have rolling blackouts. You're going to overload your grid. This is like buying a vacuum cleaner and not being able to afford the bags for it. <laughs> that, that's exactly what this is. That, that's what it is. It's stupid. It's stupid. Beginning May 30th, 2022. So this coming spring, going right into summer, all chargers that are installed must be smart chargers connected to the Internet, allowing their functions no. to be limited between the hours of 8 a.m., to 11 a.m. and 4 p.m. to 10 p.m. So see, you can only charge it between the hours of uh, 11 to 4 because so many people are home during that time. And you can only go out and plug it in from 10 a.m. or excuse me, 10 p.m. to 8 a.m. So you can charge it overnight, but that means that you have to stay awake past 10 p.m. I know a lot of people in the UK, they're in bed before 10 p.m. So now you got to stay up and go out and plug your car in. Well, and it's a roll of the dice is whether or not it's actually going to get charged. Do you, do you know... This is another aspect. When I, I, I was talking about the, um, the climate change thing, that being Marxism, why don't you just call it what it is? Call it Marxism. That's another part of this. When you go to totalitarian countries of any kind, be it, uh, be it Marxist or excuse me, be it communist, fascist, whatever, if you look back through history and you've actually been to any of these countries, what are the governments of these totalitarian communist rule uh, countries? What do they do? They restrict your movement. You can't go anywhere. Having a petrol powered vehicle and going to a a petrol station and getting fuel for your vehicle, that gives you independence. They don't want you to have independence. They want you to be helplessly dependent on the system that they give you. See, you can't charge your car between 8 a.m. and 11 a.m. and 4 p.m. to 10 p.m. No, you can't do that. You can't charge your car when you get home from work. No, you can't do that. Of course, that'll be even if you have a job. But see, you're not going to be able to do any of these things until they say you can. You see, you must have the smart charger because you're too stupid. See, you need something else to do it for you. You are too stupid. You you need to be taught how to do things. And it needs to be connected to the internet so they can regulate when you get the charge and how much you can charge. Oh, but see, it's going to be free, right? Yeah, it's going to be free. Sure. Authorities will be allowed to impose. uh, Here, listen to this. Yeah, see, here it is. Authorities will be allowed to impose randomized delays of 30 minutes on individual chargers in certain areas to prevent power grid spikes. Public use chargers will be exempt from the law. See, if you go to the commune, comrade, if you go down to the local charging station and sit in your car for, I don't know, an hour and have a cup of coffee somewhere, then that's fine. That's fine. If you go to one of their charging stations, that's okay. Do it at your home? Not happening. No. They can also regulate what goes on at their charging stations, too. See, right now, it's a free-for-all. Wait till they start rationing that. The government yeah, has that's brought- exactly what I was going to point out. Uh-huh. It, it, the rationing. Because yep. every single government we've seen that's a, a totalitarian dictator type, you know, communistic, whatever, they always end up rationing fuel. Yeah, uh, They're going to end up rationing electricity because- uh, not only is it climate change, but it's also because you have to charge your electric car. 
So it's not just going to be rationing electricity for your vehicle. It's going to be rationing electricity, period. How long you can have your lights on in your house, how long you watch television, how long you can use a computer, how long you can, you know, let your uh, refrigerator run. I mean, there, there, there's going to be no, rationing see, for all of this. Bruce, you're going to own nothing and you're going to be happy about it. So you're not going to have to pay for any of that stuff because all your products will be services. Somebody has to own them. So who's going to own them? You know, Jack Posobiec put out a tweet today and he said, how's everybody liking the Great Reset so far? That's exactly what's going on right now. Yeah. Now this report goes on further. The government has brought up that there is a projected 14 million electric vehicles. This is in the UK. 14 million electric vehicles that will be on the road by Bruce. Guess what year? Take a guess. I'm going to say 2030. How did you, how did you know that? You always get those right. Every time I ask you what year things are going to be, you always seem to get that right. Is there something about that year that we don't know about? Uh, it, it definitely does seem to be that. Yeah, there's just something about that year. I haven't figured that out yet. Many will be plugged. <laughs> many will be plugged in on home chargers during peak hours, placing the grid under excessive strain. The proposed legislation would dry or would push drivers to charge during off-peak night hours when the rates are cheaper. I oh, see. They're going to push you into that. It's it's not that you're going to have the choice to charge during that time. They're going to turn everything else off to make sure that that's when you do it. See, we're not making you do it. But that's the only time it's going to be available. It's kind of like, well, we're not making you take a vaccine, but you're going to lose your job if you don't. But we're not making you. Yeah, it's the same concept. It's the same script. Just just as you said before, it's the same agenda in all these areas that they want to push this. They just change a couple of details here and there. But they're following the same, uh, you know, the same agenda all the way through. The White House has asked I don't even know if I can even talk about this one. The White House has asked oil and gas companies to help lower the fuel cost. Uh, uh, Bruce, let me ask you a question. Have you ever known an oil company to say, okay, we're going to lower our prices just to help you out? <laughs> Have you ever known an oil company to do that? No. No. Uh, it it kind of feels like there's something else going on. What? Why? Why exactly are you lowering... That doesn't make any sense. No, they want they're asking the oil companies to lower the prices so the taxpayer and the consumer doesn't have to pay as much. Okay, so uh, a good start would be to maybe get rid of uh, the gas tax. Maybe maybe get rid of that. That that would be a good start. That would help. Also, I I kind of like the as much as I, I hate defending this guy. I kind of like the Trump approach to dealing with the oil problem. Okay, uh, here's the deal. We're not paying your prices. That's not going to happen. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to stop buying from you effective immediately. We'll pay for whatever we owe from whatever's on the container ships that we can't get into port. We'll pay for whatever we owe. And then we're finished. We're going to explore our own. And we're not going to worry about being dependent on you. As far as I'm concerned, that's the end of the argument. You walk right into the room. You slam the books down on the desk. And you say, listen here, this is what we're paying because we're buying from you. We're damn sick and tired of it. We're not going to do it anymore. We're going to explore our own because we have enough oil in this country to fuel our way for the next 500 plus years at our current pace. So we're going to explore our own. We don't need your oil anymore. Thanks for playing. Thanks for being here. Appreciate that. Hope you visit Disney World on your way out. Go to McDonald's, whatever it is you do. And in the next... 100 years, 500 years, 250 years, whatever. You're trying to tell me that we can't get ourselves off of petrochemicals within the next 500 years. You're telling me that with the advances that we have the abilities to make, the innovations that we have the ability to make, we can't get off of petrochemicals in that amount of time. 
I don't buy that for a second. I don't buy that for a second. The fact is, is that we have been beholden to these oil companies and to these banking establishments for far too long. It is time for that to stop. Now, I, I'm not saying that uh, uh, that, I, that I'm for a continued operation of petrochemicals. You know, we actually have a way out of the gasoline-powered car. We actually have a way out of that. It's called hydrogen. We had the ability to switch to hydrogen vehicles 30 years ago, but the oil companies stopped that from happening. You didn't hear anything else about it. California, to their credit, at least tried. They put in 120 hydrogen fuel stations. Do you know why hydrogen actually works? Because we can make it. We can make it. With nuclear power, we can make it in the off hours that they're talking about in the UK. We can make it. Okay, you're doing power in the, during the day. Okay, guess what you're doing at night? You're making hydrogen to power our cars. It's clean. It is 100% clean. Where's the green movement on that? Where are these climate change uh, carbon crackpots in Davos and in New York in the UN building? Where are they on that? Do you know what comes out of a hydrogen-powered tailpipe of a car? It's water vapor. That's what comes out of there. That's it. How on earth are we not pursuing this? Oil and gas. Exactly my point. That, that, that's the entire reason. Yeah. Oil and gas yeah. in the bank. So, oil, gas in the bank. Yeah. So... Well, and government regulation as well. well the, yeah, the amount of regulation on, on, yeah, the, the amount of regulation on nuclear power is absolutely ridiculous. I mean, I get it. Because it works. Like, yeah. It's well, clean. not only does it work, I, I, I get the, I get the dangers of it because if you know how to make a nuclear reactor, right. well, you kind of understand the concepts to make a nuclear bomb. So yeah. having the, the material refined to a state that you can use in a reactor well, if you have the knowledge to refine it for a reactor, you have the knowledge to refine it for a nuclear weapon. So I get the, the reason they're regulating it, but it's unwarranted. It's unneeded. If you want to get off of petroleum-based products, or at least petroleum for fuel, there you go. That, that's, that's, that's one of the ways. Uh, just open it up for more research. Allow us to go in those di uh, different directions. Wait, wait. That's, that's a legitimate... Apparently, this is a legitimate thing. I mean, it fits the typical artwork that they use for for this. But for those that are wondering, we're sitting here. This is a uh, this is a a cartoon little ad thing, like the government agencies put out. It's from the CDC, and they have a woman sitting here with a mask on and sweats dripping off of her forehead, and she's getting a needle shoved in her arm. And the caption is, "You may die," which is normal. Apparently, this is legit. I, I don't know, uh, but apparently, this is legit. But here's the thing. Let's just assume for a minute that that's fake. You're laughing. Why, why are you laughing? Are you looking at all the cartoons that they put out? No, I, I, I Google searched legitimately that phrase. Uh-huh. That one, I think it, that's a meme from, uh, it, it's, it's apparently a meme. So that is, okay. That one is a, it's a meme someone's taken that, uh, FEMA put one out on their Twitter that says you may have some side effects, which are normal signs that your body is building protection. That's the original text. The text for, uh, they just switched the text around using the same font uh -huh. is basically all they did. Okay. So it's the same, right. it's the same image and everything. So it's just a meme somebody did. Okay. But, uh, when I searched that phrase, it was funny to me because it is, I, I just, I just searched, you may die, which is normal. The only thing on the first page is COVID-19. That's it. COVID-19. That, that's everything on the first page. Uh-huh. But okay, so it's fake. All right. So so it's fake. Yep. But is it? Is it? Now, it just so happens that that literally just came across my desk. Right. So that meme just came across my desk and I wasn't planning that, but it would fit. Even if it was legit, it would play along. Right. 
And the only reason I say that is because I have a couple of cases here. California teenager dies of a heart condition two days after a COVID vaccine. That's according to the death report. A 15-year-old Sonoma County boy had no other significant conditions contributing to his death. The unnamed teenager, because he's a teenager, you can't name his name. The unnamed teenager dies of stress cardiomyopathy with a coronary artery inflammation in June, according to an investigation report last month from the Sonoma County Sheriff's Office. The deceased boy was found unresponsive in his bedroom after his mother was checking on his welfare long after he was supposed to be awake in the morning and was pronounced dead at the scene due to obvious death. The descendant's body was transported to the Sonoma County morgue facility where he was registered for post-mortem examination by the forensic pathologist. There were no other significant conditions contributing to the death listed. What else could it be? A 15-year-old kid. First of all, why would you even think about jabbing that poor kid? He's not at risk. Why why would you do that? As a parent, why would you do that? Even even though he's... uh, Even if he were at risk... It's not cleared for uh, people under 18 yet. Uh, Like it hasn't been authorized for that. So there was another story that uh, a family went in to get the vaccine and they, um, not the vaccine for COVID-19, mind you, it was the flu vaccine. And they went in for the flu shot, entire family. They vaccinated the entire family with the adult uh, dose uh, for COVID-19, which isn't what they were there for. This is malpractice. The two kids that were, I think, like eight and nine or something like that, or seven and nine or so in that range, both of them now have heart conditions. And if they survive it in the in the coming days, they will have these problems for the rest of their life, more than likely. How do you because of this? How do you make that? Okay, first of all, if I were a medical professional at this point and I were involved in any of this, I would not be able to sleep at night. That's the first thing. I, I wouldn't be able to sleep at night. The second thing, how on earth do you make that mistake? How do you make that mistake? Do you not look at the vials? It, not, okay, yeah, that's what's going on in the back of my head is exactly that. Yeah. Is it was not it a mistake. It was a mistake. Yeah. I, I think they were they were given the so the family more than likely was not interested in the COVID vaccine when it was offered to them. So the medical official probably said, Well, I'm going to do what's right and get these people vaccinated because clearly they're part of the twenty percent that's holding us back. So for their safety, I'm going to make an executive decision and vaccinate them with COVID-19. That's mm-hmm. what I suspect happened. Yeah. You know, I, I heard a story today of somebody that knows a person who went and got double jabbed, but they are a manager of a business. And so they have been advocating to their employees. They all need to get jabbed. You know, that's kind of how it works. We're just we're going around pressuring people because the TV tells us to. So the person who's telling everybody else to do it, obviously, they're leading by example. They went out and did it themselves. They've been down ill for five weeks. Five. How do you how are you down ill for five weeks? And they say, oh, well, I've just got the flu. I've never known anybody to have the flu for five weeks. I've never heard of a five week flu case of you. No, I, I can't say I've ever heard of that. Um, if if the media got a hold of that, they would say it's uh, that is long COVID is what they would call that. Um, it, it's possible that they were uh, they, they got the vaccine. They had reactions to it. And while down with that, they could have uh, also caught COVID-19 as well, uh, because there are so many variants now. The vaccine only protects you against two and reduce, reduces your chances or, or symptoms um, with another, uh, with a third. So alpha, beta, and delta uh, variants are, you have some protection from the vaccines. Uh, everything else, no protection. 
So it's possible that they got like the move variant or um, Lambda or any of those other ones. Added to that 15-year-old, a 16-year-old kid drops dead during a virtual class. He's sitting there on the Zoom call in his virtual classroom with his with his classmates. 16-year-old boy from California who was in perfect health died during an online class after receiving a second dose of Pfizer COVID-19 vaccine. Is the Pfizer have they been given emergency authorization for has it been renewed? For I, 16, I don't know. No, has it been has it been cleared oh, for 16-year-olds? Uh I don't think any of them have been cleared for that age group yet. Okay. I wasn't sure if they cleared 12 to 16. I don't know. That, that was, I guess that was the bracket they were looking at, 12 to 16, I think. They were looking, they, they were looking. So here, here's, here's a bit of the problem with all of this. So the clearance that we've seen, the, the uh, emergency authorization that they've gotten, and you know, they had, they said, well, there's a vaccine that's been FDA approved and all that kind of stuff. They're not being given to people, those ones that are, that are cleared. They're, that's not what's being it's a different number like vaccine number the, the, the so each vaccine has its own identifier it's a different one i mean uh gp was telling us about this it, it, it's not the same one you're talking so, about community uh yeah that's the, the one that was authorized right they uh, approved because uh, there, there's they, one that's approved they approved an application they didn't even approve the actual product they approved an application for that product but okay. that application that they approved <laughs> is not even something that will be available in the United States once it gets full approval. Once the product gets approved, that's not something that'll be available in the US. We don't know where that's going to be used yet. It's not available anywhere else, but we do know it's not available in the US and it won't be. So it begs the question, where, why all of this? Where did the authorization come from for these vaccines? Because clearly there is no authorization. So who's who who, who who's pushing it through? Who's authorizing it? Who's, who's well, now- okaying it? Now they were getting to the point where they were getting found out and they had to change up even again a couple of weeks ago when the, what was it, the the CDC, they changed the definition of the vaccine itself. Mm -hmm. So now a vaccine no longer uh, gives you natural immunity to something. It It doesn't do that. Now it's just a therapeutic. They couldn't continue to call it a vaccine unless they changed the definition of what a vaccine is. That's what they're doing. They're doing it in real time. So back to this uh, back to this kid. Boy's mother filed a report with vaccine adverse rea- uh, adverse event reporting, so bears, uh, which is run by the FDA and the CDC uh, on July 13th, alleging her son had passed away 27 days after receiving his second dose of Pfizer experimental COVID-19 vaccine in April. She's quoting, my son died while taking his math class on Zoom. God, that's terrible. That, that is that is terrible. We are waiting for the autopsy because the doctors did not find anything. He was a healthy boy. He had a good academic index. He wanted to be a civil engineer. He was the best thing in my life. He had no previous symptoms. I was with him one hour before, and my assistant saw him 20 minutes prior, and he did not show any irregularities. Okay, if the kid is so healthy, if he's... Uh, if he had no underlying conditions, if he had no previous symptoms or, or anything like that, why, why on earth would you even take him to get that to get that done? Why would you do that? I'm assuming I'm only assuming that this is someone who doesn't spend a whole lot of time with their kid because their assistant was checking on them. That's all I can assume here. Well, we're going to get junior vaccinated. And I'm not trying to sound cold hearted here. I'm just saying if the woman gave any kind of a damn about her kid, then she wouldn't have put him through this in the first place. And he'd probably still be alive today. And he would go on to be a civil engineer. Well, no, see, she did give a damn about her kid. That's why she got him vaccinated, because clearly she's doing her civil duty. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The boy reportedly got his second shot on April 3rd and then died on April 27th. Uh, His mother stated that he had not been diagnosed with any allergies, pre-existing conditions, illness, disabilities, or birth defects. Why on earth would you, why would you even, God, well, these people, these people are thick. 
they, they are thick. I, I don't know what else to say. I really don't know what else to say. He was also not taking any medications at the time of his death. The teenager spent eight days in the hospital, and it is unclear if he attended the Zoom class from there or was released before his death. God. So why was he in the hospital, though? Why, why was he in the hospital? That's my next question. Why was he in the hospital? Yeah, because uh, if he he could have like he could be obese for all for all we know in this situation. Yeah, yeah there's I mean, it I mean, doesn't say you can't you can't disclose any of that because he's. You know, it's right. minor, so you can't you can't disclose any of that. All right, Southwest Airlines. Uh, let's spend the last few minutes talking about Southwest. So, Southwest Airlines. The CEO has caved. He said that uh, we're not going to uh, we're not going to tell employees that they have to get vaccinated, but we're following the federal guidelines. That's what we're doing. Uh, here was the CEO of Southwest on CNBC two days ago. I've never been uh, in favor of corporations imposing that kind of a mandate. I'm not in favor of that, never have been. Uh, but the executive order from President Biden mandates that all federal employees and then all federal contractors, which covers uh, all the major airlines, uh, have to have a mandate in a vaccine in place by December the 8th. So we're working through that. They're not federal employees. They're not government employees. They're not contractors. The airlines are. And what? Because they fall under the uh, the, the status of being employed by the airline. This now includes the uh, the pilots. The pilots are not paid by the federal government. The, the flight attendants are not paid by the federal government. The ground mechanics, the luggage handlers, the refuelers. There, there's there's a, a slight uh, detail that you're 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 um, skimming over this mandate he's talking about. There was no executive order signed. There is. This that, was yeah. just a press release. So this is this is all because of a press release from the White House saying that they're going to mandate it. It was not actually signed into law or, well, in this case, an order because it, you know, the, the, the president does have authority over the Fed like that, the, the, the federal government, that, that that's he's the executive branch. So, you know. He, he could say he could mandate that, but it would also have to be signed. It would have to be, you know, written, a written order. It's not just like he can, you know, give off an edict and it's done. It is a written order. There's a legal process. This wasn't done. Over the weekend, hundreds of Southwest flights were canceled without any notice. Obviously, that was weather. That's that's why it was climate change is, is what that yeah. was. It yeah. was only mm -hmm. affecting Southwest Airlines. Wasn't affecting Delta or United or American or... Or any of these these airlines, or Continental. Now, wasn't affecting any of them. Uh, hell, I don't even know. Is Continental still around? They got bought out by the Star Alliance or something. But anyway, that's a side issue. Not wanting to cause alarm, it was reported that the flights were canceled due to bad weather in Florida. Uh huh. Yeah, bad weather. Sure. But the narrative was shattered by looking at the weather report. Yeah, all you have to do is look and see whether or not there's weather. There was nothing going on. Oh no, I'm sorry. It was the air traffic controllers. No, there's nothing wrong with them. They were all there. Everything was working fine. Uh, the truth leaked out that Southwest was having a hard time finding pilots due to the COVID-19 vaccine mandate they had put into effect. Although companies and liberal media tried to convince the uh, tried to convince Americans more and more uh, people were getting vaccinated, they are not. Now the Southwest so CEO, I'm, I'm, yeah, go ahead. I'm, I'm lost on this one because um, the CEO is coming out and saying that, but at the same time, we have an article here out of the right-leaning AP. Oh, yeah, right. That was me being facetious. They're saying that uh, Southwest and American Airlines have both gone after Greg, uh, Governor Abbott because he uh, he put into, uh, well, executive order 
that basically says there will be no vaccine mandates in Texas. And if you as a business owner mandate it, um, we're going to fine you per case. Uh, it's like eight, $800 or something like that per case or something. I mean, it's, it's really a, a small number. But when you start going, when you have thousands of employees, that adds up, obviously. But anyway, the companies both have said this is Southwest. It would be expected to comply with the government's uh, or, or the president's order to remain compliant as a federal contractor. And Americans said that this does not change anything. Both carriers have basically said that they are not going to heed the governor's uh, executive order as the federal mandate supersedes the order. Yeah. Okay. Hold on a second. What? Why are the airlines? Why are the private business airlines suddenly government contractors? That part eludes me. I don't know that yet. What? Why is that? Yeah. That one. I'm. I'm. I'm somewhat confused on that one as well. I'm. I'm. I'm not really sure. The. The. The other issue I have with this is. It is Boeing? Um. Is it Boeing? Is it? Is it the fact that they take? They take Boeing engines. They take GE engines. Is it? it that. That would. Is, that, is it the Boeing planes? They're not doing direct. It, it, it's not direct business with them in that case. So yeah, they can't they're say they're the contractors. They're buying the planes. They're buying the planes, but it, it's their property now. It's no longer Boeing. So, I mean, Boeing designed yeah. it, but it's there. So yeah, yeah. Okay. it would have to be, to be considered a contractor. They'd have to be doing it themselves. And I'm not, right. I'm not sure what they're doing. Uh, the, the, the issue with this too is that they're backwards on their statement saying that, well, the federal mandate supersedes. No, it doesn't. Uh, if if a governor of a state says we're not doing this, that supersedes the federal government. The only thing that supersedes the state government is what the Constitution lays out that the federal government has authority over and the Constitution. That's it. That's the only thing that supersedes the government. All other powers were given to the state and the uh, populations, the, the people. So every single power that the government has technically originated from the populace, the people. and it, uh, it, it's backwards. It's not a the federal federal mandate is secondary. If a state says they're not going to do it, that, that that's the end of it. Yeah. United Airlines pilot uh, has now filed uh, a vaccine mandate lawsuit against United Airlines. Uh, and it's expected that more are actually going to follow and jump on into that suit. The Southwest Airlines, I mean, I, I'm sorry. Uh, I stand with those pilots and those those uh, those employees. I do. As much as it inconveniences people, um, I, I'm sorry, but why are they doing that? They're doing that so you can have choice, so you can have the right to choose. Because here pretty soon, if we continue down this path, you're not going to have any choice. And I would argue the fact you're not having any choice now. You, you don't have any choice. They're not giving you choice. What? If you don't do it, we're going to take away your job. That's choice. That's choice. That's coercion. That's coercion. And that violates the Nuremberg Code. And they will be held accountable either here in this life or the next one of the two right we are gonna have to go we are out of time for those of you who are not signed up to our telegram page get over there and get signed up to us we do put out all of our podcasts we do here every day we also put out an exclusive podcast once a week just for our telegram subscribers but you will get that same podcast on monday if you're not signed up to us on telegram we do put it out on our normal platforms for those who are not signed up to us however if you would like to get that content early 
Also get access to our news feed and our comment section as well. Jump over to Telegram and get signed up to us there. Also, if you'd like to reach out to us, you can do so anytime by dropping us an email at dynamicpodcast at protonmail.com. And we would ask you to pass this along to friends, family, and known associates. We are trying to grow, but we do need your help in order to do that. So if you could pass this along, we'd appreciate that. We're available everywhere you get your podcast. Also, if you're rating podcasts, if you give us a rating when you get a chance, we'd appreciate that as well. Five stars would be a plus. Thank you very much. All right, that's it for today. Thank you for being here today, Bruce. Thank you to all of the listeners. Everyone have a great evening.